Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos, Estamos en riesgo, riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do you guys really go at it, though? Yeah, you know, now now it's a little bit more calm. Before, right. I used to be like, I'm breaking the whole house. Yeah. Oh, you are you like Rihanna, like the breaking dishes thing? I'm just, like, a, I'm just, just like the type of person. I I swear to God, I will grab a vase. I will be like, I am going to kill you today. I'm going to jail. Like, like that's, that's it. That, that's how I fight. I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body positive advocate. I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This, This is, is Life in Spanglish. Spanglish. The, the fir my first question for you is, what do you do on Saturday mornings? Oh, wow. It depends, but usually uh, 75% of the time, I just get up and run to the hair salon. Oh, that's right. To try to get it out of the way early. Right. Well, by the way, this is Carolina Bermudez. And I'm Honey German. And I was thinking about this because I started giggling to myself once it happened. And I said, I know my girl can relate. I know my girl can relate. This past Saturday, I was up early with the kids. And I went upstairs. And I opened the door. And I proceeded to vacuum my child awake do you remember the saturday morning cleanup with your mom coming in uh-huh todos nosotros vivimos en esta casa lo vamos a limpiar of course i do and the words came out of my mouth and i was like wait a minute by the way they're five and three so i don't know how much help they're gonna be getting. they're not but if i'm cleaning you gonna be up but at least i was like oh my gosh and do you remember like so what was the vibe like when your mom used to clean on saturday morning so was it saturday First for you all, my mom didn't clean what? we clean well oh yeah you know what you're right that is that is the correction we were five so and we were three girls yeah so my mom was just like yo no creo mujeres vagas ni mujeres sucias oh yeah which means lazy dirty 
30 women in my house, that's unacceptable. That's right. And um, we would have to get up, like put on like house clothes and then, you know, different duties would be, you know, delegated. You hated the toilets. Nobody ever wanted toilets. Yeah, because my mom would like grab my arm and be like, get in there. Don't uh-huh. be afraid. I'm like, poop goes in there. Of course I'm afraid. I'm nine. Leave yeah. me alone. And she would just like <laughs> shove my hand down there. And, you know, if the bathroom had to be cleaned, it was just like this bathroom was being cleaned. You know, like the president of the Dominican Republic was coming to stay with us. Right. Like, like getting the toothbrush out. You know, they had the old toothbrushes, which, by the way, I still have an issue with. But like getting underneath the sea, you know, you had the regular brush, but then mom would make you go underneath with the toothbrush. I am so glad that you can relate to this because I thought about I started to get like PTSD and then I started laughing because I'm like, I feel like if you grew up in a true like Latino home, your mom made you wake up on Saturday morning. But then it was like it smelled like fabuloso or like Lysol. It smelled amazing once everything was done. But, you know, all I smelled were like my tears as I had to do it. (laughs) It's like, okay, it was like 9 a.m. And then my mom would make like a a whole like pile of like everything we were going to use. And it was like mops and brooms, mitolin, fabuloso, um, toilet scrub. And just the sight of that, just the thought of that, you know, pains me. Ajax. For real, man. The Ajax, for all of those who yeah. are listening, you know, for our Caucasian Ajax? friends. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, still put it in say. the tub. I don't oh, know how yeah. toxic and that shit ceniza, is. Y la ceniza, la ceniza, tiene que usarlo así, así. And she would, like, the the one thing that I would get so mad is, like, don't touch my hand and tell me how to do it. Like, I'm doing it. If you want to correct it after I'm done, you can get in there. Listen, we but had like, to scrub the walls, and my mom would show us how to scrub the walls. Not too hard, not too soft. You know, don't peel the paint off. Go in the same direction, by the way. You don't yeah. want to be going in different directions. This is it's like not Mr. wax Miyagi. on, wax off. You got to go, just wax on, just wax on. And I was thinking to myself, too, the soundtrack. Because, oh, you know, mom mom had the tapes popping at the time. Of course they did. Like, she would put on her music, so you would hear just this loud music going throughout the house, and it was just like... Remember the stereo system? You couldn't touch it? Oh, no. Why it would you It was, like, behind there? the glass, and you would, like, tap it, and then it would pop open, and it was, like, a million things happening. Oh, I think it might... We had, like, techniques or something like that. I think Probably. that was, like, you know, the With the two big speakers one. on the side, it's like, okay, when are we going to be hosting parties like Absolutely. This? Yeah, but then, you know, you had Who that one you? cousin. Oh. You but, had that one cousin that would bring in the subwoofers, and wow. they would, like, connect them for your dad, because, like, your dad was like real technology savvy at least mine wasn't wasn't. no he just know how to hit play that's so funny so good then i'm glad that you know you can relate who would your mom listen to while you guys were cleaning i was trying to go back and think about some of the people you know that um but like they used to listen to like bandoleros okay is that what they're called like i think that's what they're called right like old school like sabor a mi and things like that songs my my mom was really into like ana gabriel ana gabriel yes who else? Braulio, Enrique Iglesias. Oh, Enrique. Well, that, I mean, that was way later Listen, for me. My I, mom used to have a thing for his dad, though. For uh, Enrique, Julio Iglesias. Yeah, for Julio Iglesias. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I'm talking about. My mom, too. My mom loved that man. Oh, dude, you know what? I hear this song. What was it called? Oh, my gosh. Me olvide de vivir. Oh, my God. How can we, <laughs> we not know that song? That was like a classic. And then when you listen to these songs, so some of them I was trying to recall, and I'm like... These men loved their women. They were all about their women. They were like pouring their hearts out, talking about their music ladies. Music was good. Yeah, the music was really, really good back then. And so now whenever I hear those songs, I get those memories back from my mom and like thinking back in the day, like when we used to do that. It was just, it's so special. And I just wanted to evoke that memory for people who are listening because as much as you hated it, now I find myself as a mother, it was a Saturday morning and it was just like, I just felt like I was cleaning and everybody 
else needed to get in the mix. I gave my kids a Swiffer. Get in. They get can in. do it. I mean, get your little ass up. I you know, know you three, but get your pull up in order and let's go. <laughs> and right now, Noah's obsessed with the vacuum. Oh, is so, he? Oh, yeah. Okay, he loves it. He thinks it's so cool. So I'm like, go for it. Go nuts. Get the corners. Go in the corners. Get, get, get the hose on the can. side and detach it, Noah. Go on the steps, too. Absolutely. Was there so, actually like a compensation for you at on Saturday afternoon after you did all the cleaning? Yes, you could live there. That was the compensation. <laughs> you could continue to live in your room and you could basically like eat your dinner there. No, we were actually allowed to go outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were actually allowed to go outside. And a lot of the times we would go to the movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah, so they would allow us to go to like this movie. It's called like Nova Movie Theater on Broadway and like 140th Street. And if the house was like pristine and clean and we were happy, then, um, and not if we were happy, if my mom was happy, I stand corrected. Right, because she would actually do, my mom would go through and she would like, you would have to get the sign off. Okay, yeah, está bien. Yeah, she mm-hmm. would have to look at it. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Sometimes I would be, I would go back to Dominican Republic. My mom was like a gypsy type of person, very transient. She still is. And, you know, if she would fight with my dad, um, my dad was like a street guy from Brooklyn. And, uh-huh. and my mom, if she would fight with my dad, she would punish him by taking us all to Dominican Republic. Really? And then he would have to, like, go find her there. And I guess part of the romance of well, that's drama, back though. in the days. That is drama. That is drama. Now that I think about it, I'm like, this lady was dramatic. She was holding you guys as ransom. 100%. And then all of a sudden, we'd wake up, and she's like, we live in Dominican Republic now for, like, six months. That is crazy. The cleaning there. Now, that was intense, Carolina. I bet. We had to hand wash the clothes. Well, yeah, of course. And did you have, like, the little thing that had, like, the ridges on it? We had the ridges. We had our knuckles, bro. It was like, I'm like, bruh, this is, this is not humane no. i want to go back to america why am i here we would have to like walk to get like a chicken and you would pick the chicken and then they'd be like that one and then kill it in front of you like it was intense that's real life though right there it was in- carolina i spoke english i was born in new york why am i going through this because my mom wants to argue with my dad latina moms can be real dramatic no sometimes. but the funny thing is is that your dad couldn't even get proof of life at that point because there was no cell phone so he was like i gotta go to Dominican he had to Republic. go he have i to gotta like- see if my kids are still there gotta get my lady in order and then you know the thing is that because my parents used to fight too like my parents are married they've been married for over 50 years now and um the funny thing is it's like when they were fighting you would all like you and your brothers and sisters would all like look at each other like ooh like okay shit's shit's getting bad around go here in your okay room. so yeah go in your room don't your come room. out they're fighting but then the it's stars. like right and then they would like then they would be all lovey-dovey and everything and everything was like woo all right mom and dad they're back together We're safe i know exactly <laughs> but you know i always think about that too now about the anxiety that i had as a child like you know which i didn't it wasn't classified as that at the time but like Whenever I fight with my husband, which it's, like, very rare that we ever fight, like, we never have these, like, knockdown, drag-out fights. Like, my mom and dad went at it. Like, you could hear everything. Like, we're a little bit more subtle, like, when we're not disagreeing. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll say, like, like the other day, Noah asked a question. I'm like, well, I don't know, Noah, because why don't you ask your daddy? I called him today, and he never called me back, so you can just ask him, and then you can let me know what daddy wants to do, okay? (laughs) But, like, my mom and dad would go for the jugular. That's me. They were ruthless with each other when they fought, and I just felt like I was never going to do that. Like, when I had kids, I said, you know, I don't want to ever make my kids feel scared in that way oh that's good you yeah. know what i mean but it doesn't mean that i don't want to go there it just means that my husband is more restrained so i kind of follow his lead that's good you know at least one of you is restrained because my marriage is is full-blown let's fight maybe because we don't have kids my poor chihuahua pisses on herself when we fight because <laughs> oh my 
gosh. I swear to God. I tell him, if I had a gun, I would kill you right now. Do you guys really go at it, though? I swear to God. Yeah, you know, now now it's a little bit more calm. Before, right. I used to be like, I'm breaking the whole house. Yeah. Oh, you are you like Rihanna, like the breaking dishes thing? I'm just, like, the, I'm just, just like the type of person. I I swear to God, I will grab a vase. I will be like, I am going to kill you. Today, I'm going to jail. Like, like that's, that's it. That, that's how I fight. That's it. Like, I'd be worried that concierge is going to call security on us sometimes. Because right. I am, but I don't fight a lot. That's I think that's my main thing. I internalize everything. So then when you do, you explode. It's horrible. It's like, why did I internalize things for six months? Because now I just, I'm ready to just lose my life and be in Rikers for the next year. I was going to say, they're not sending you to Martha Stewart, baby. You already they're not know. sending you. They don't send Hello. us to Martha Stewart prison. Hello, <laughs> at all. Rikers all the We're going to be in Rikers getting acquainted that is with the so... ladies from like C78 or something. C78, cell block. So I'll come visit you. <laughs> I'd write you a letter. Did you see that Tupac wrote a letter? Did you see what this one just went up for? Which one? Tupac wrote a love letter, I guess, back in like '96 to some to his homegirl, like uh-huh. a girl that he was dating. Uh-huh. I think it just sold at auction for like twenty something thousand dollars, just for this letter with his like depiction, like he he wrote a picture or a caricature of them having sex. Yeah, I was like, Ooh, well, okay, okay, yes, all right, I know what you do in prison now. That Pac, a little caged heat in there. Pac wasn't easy, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But don't, okay, I know we're all over the place right now do you like are you tupac or biggie i'm big all the way okay yeah so i love tupac i'm not east coast i'm not west coast i understand but as a as a like a born and raised new yorker biggie big's my man yeah yeah i just think back in the day like that when tupac and biggie were out if we were in radio at that point in time what stories would you tell Amazing. Do you know what I the mean? Stories would have been epic, and that's one of the main reasons why I admire Angie so much and her career. Yes, she like lived these things. I'm like, oh my god! And back then, there were no like blogs or like urban magazines or anything. Like you depended solely on radio or television. Well, we have to shout out her book because the minute it came out, Angie voice, Martinez, yeah. the book is incredible. It really is. It really is. My only. My only drawback from it, the only thing that I can say, my only criticism, was that I was dying for her to tell me the conversations that she had with Tupac. You and 700,000 million people. I know, (laughs) I know, but I thought it was just such a great, uh, you know, no, I I feel like it was just like you got to walk in her shoes throughout her career at that point in time. And Mm -hmm. much like you said, there weren't blogs to document, there wasn't really a lot going on. So it's like you got a firsthand look at like 90s hip hop in New York, which is just unprecedented. Like, when Biggie died, I heard it on the radio. It's crazy because really? I used to, I love, I've always loved radio. I've always loved music. So I used to sleep with the radio on. Me too. Mine and was I re- pink. And I remember it was just like I had gone out and I was sleeping. I guess I was sleeping later, like 11, 12, noon or something. <laughs> no responsibilities. Right. And then in my sleep, I heard somebody on the radio say, like, Biggie was killed. And I remember I just woke up and I was just so distraught. I was like so sad. And you didn't have the internet. You didn't have anything. It was just like. You were uh, waiting for them to give you another update on the radio. Yeah, you know, it's not like you can go to like Baller or the Shade Room or something or or see what his family tweeted or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just. And I remember that instance and and it goes to show you, you know, how they they molded culture and and how they were the sole people feeding us the information. Radio is important. Oh, it's crazy important. I mean, and we're not just saying that because we work in radio, but I do still think that you have that connection with people. And regardless, I do think that people have the ability to look stories up. They still want to hear it from the people that they trust. 
of course you know the people what I that mean? were actually there right. it's like one thing is reading something and another thing is like so when Biggie's mother called me oh. it's like what I know Miss Valletta Wallace was on the phone with you oh like, don't get me started that's goals I know that's that, human goals please and the whole fact I mean I'm sorry I know we're talking about Angie right now but like I see her in pictures with Mary J Blige and I'm like you know I would be so embarrassing to her because like Mary J is like like she just basically narrated my whole like childhood teenage <laughs> like every love story has been a Mary J like soundtrack so it's like I see her like hanging out with Mary on the birthday week I'm like damn Ange that is so cool but I guess Goals. that's why she gets to hang out with her <laughs> yeah they're really close friends those two because she doesn't think she's you she know does, yeah she doesn't see it as that's something like, as something like that's cool it's just like these are my friends that's real life so yeah but anyway we were talking about cleaning we got into prison and Mary J Bly how do we do this every day of our lives that's us I do have to give a shout out is it cool if I give one really what? quick this belongs to you honey no it's both of ours honey 50-50 baby. I was just lying go ahead <laughs> um, I got the most amazing text on Friday night from my cousin Ned Joseph he lives in California okay. and he has uh, three daughters and he has a son and he said I just got caught up on my last life in Spanglish and he's like I just want to tell you I love you and honey together Aww. he said can I read it to you because yeah, I think you'll I think you'll really enjoy this this was unsolicited and I just I, I really am just so appreciative of people who are taking the time to like listen and follow um, he said, hey, cuz, just caught, got caught up on my Spanglish. I'm one of those male listeners. You and Honey are great together. I laugh when you talk about Nia Carr. That's my mom. Um, and the family. It brings back a lot of great memories. Love the different topics, funny and serious. Seriously, you've helped me out, too. I've started reading Jesus Calling and the Daily Stoic. It makes for a good start to my day. Oh. And more importantly, Charlotte, his oldest, um, is almost 13. And your episode on communication about difficult things has helped so much. She's a really good, responsible little girl, but I still worry. Sorry for the long text. Miss you and love you. But I thought that was just so my heart. Kind words go so far. They really do. And it's just in this industry, it's like sometimes you do things, but you don't really see how it touches people. Right. And this is my family. I mean, this is my blood, my cousin. But I just, you know... We both have families, and we have everyday life, and we get wrapped up in it. And, you know, I would never think that he would ever, you know what I mean? Like, that he I, would ever take the moment to listen and then to follow it up and, and, and get a book and totally. discuss it with his daughter and send you the message. Yeah, so, I mean, for real, that just touched my heart. And, I, and I mean, I wrote him a long-ass text message after, but it's just, you know, we're giving you everything that we feel like you can connect with and that, you know, whatever is real in our lives, we want it to be real for you, too. So I'm just so glad that people are connecting. I know, and it's so crazy it's like we're we're on itunes we're still up there in the top 200 podcasts and there that are so many podcasts that come from all over the world right that to still stay within the top 200 it's a big deal especially being newbies like there are people that are up there that have thousands of podcasts like seriously they have thousands of recordings people? we have like maybe 20 i don't know are we this up is to about 20 to be, this is about to be 19 and is it? yeah i don't even know and not only that we do this for fun like we do this for fun and to create content that's relatable yeah because Honestly, I really couldn't find podcasts that I felt like related to me, like a second generation Latina, like somebody who speaks English, who speaks Spanish, mm -hmm. who considers themselves, you know, kind of cool and 
I just couldn't find it. Yeah. It was either very Latina or or just not for me. Who did you grow up admiring? Because I felt like when I was growing up in Ohio, there weren't, I think in New York, you were exposed to so much more than mm-hmm. I was. I feel like it was like, you know, an isolated thing. And please don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I had television. <laughs> we had a satellite dish. <laughs> um, but the one woman who completely inspired me and made me want to do this was Daisy Fuentes. Oh, she was amazing. That was the only one that she, she I saw really on was. MTV. And she was, you know, we would go down to Miami and I would see like Univision and, you know, the girls down there sometimes. But like for me, real like day to day as a sixth grader coming home, Daisy Fuentes is the girl or the lady that gave me hope that I could actually do this because I didn't see anybody on TV at that time where I was growing up in Warren, Ohio, Youngstown, Ohio, that was a Latina that was on television or that was on the radio. It was really scarce. Like when you think about it, you know, we had people like Rosie Perez. Oh, she, for sure. Rosie Perez was always super dope. I felt like, oh, she could do this. I could do this. Yeah. Listen, her accent is insane. And I, I really, really adore her. And then we had, you know, Lauren Velez on New York Undercover. She was also super dope. She had the show with Malik Yoba. Yes. And there were the three cops. So it was just like, and even Jennifer Lopez, because Jennifer Lopez has been around for a long well, when time. She, when she came out, the celebration, I mean, we were like, go, 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 go. That it's was like, so I remember awesome. I watched like Jennifer Lopez behind the music probably like 15 years ago and I was like yo I could do all this shit too yeah and I remember I would be like maybe I could sing or maybe I can act no girl or don't maybe get I crazy. do something and no, it, it, it was just like it, it just it just kind of like uh, like woke up all these feelings of like okay it could be a possibility it's a possibility before it was very black and white right it was never Latinas you know who also influenced me a lot which is really weird um Christina Saralegi yes so I would watch her and she was an, an amazing talk show host and her career spanned like what 30 40 years oprah actually gives her credit for giving her well oprah i think believe and i don't mean want to interrupt your story but oprah i believe gives christina and donahue a lot of credit for the ideas of what she wanted her talk show to be christina's talk show you know my grandmother and my mom watched it so of course i had to watch it you know you have one tv well yeah watch it whatever they're watching of course and i remember watching her and you know just the way she spoke to people and the different topics and every day was something completely different and i remember feeling connected to her in a way absolutely well i mean she had that's the reason why i think she resonated and she had the career longevity that she did but you know this is the example that i'm telling you so like you would sit down you would watch those shows with your mom and your grandmother or you know your Mm -hmm. family we didn't even get univision yeah. And I, you know, that's why I'm saying that's so. Crazy. So for me, it was just so limited. And there was just like such a tiny little like I, I, I there was nobody for me to really pull from other than my brothers and sisters who I admire mm-hmm. and who I just think the world of. And then it was like, gosh, like, who could I be like? And it was her. It was it's always been Daisy. And she's always. amazing. And she's had such an amazing career. And, and she's still around. She's still very prominent. I I do remember her. I remember her, and I remember downtown Julie Brown. I always liked her. I loved her accent. I loved her and accent. And I loved the way she dressed. I was just like, she's so cool, and she, she's really amazing. And her vibe was just very like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So she was oh, just like- Oh, it really like, was. Yeah. She, I, I always got the vibe from downtown Julie Brown that she ain't care if they sent her back to the UK. She oh, yeah. She was just like, this is what y'all getting. 
Send me back. I really don't care. You know, what's crazy is like, at least now, kids are growing up with much more visibility. Oh, of, totally. Of who they are. It, it's much more relatable. Like, let's say, you know, movies like Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians, like at least you identify. You know, I there's a movie coming out um, with Gina Rodriguez and it's called Miss Bala. And I saw the, the clip and I posted the movie poster on my page and I'm like, you know what? I stay complaining that mm-hmm. we're underrepresented in Hollywood on television. But we got to put it out there. Let's put it out there and mm-hmm. let's all go see it and let's all support it because, you know, if these movies do good, like Crazy Rich Asians, they did amazing. They won all these awards. It was just like, who would have thought? Can I be honest with you about mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians? I didn't, you know, I don't get to go to the movies a lot just because of my my schedule. I was on, the pl- on a flight to L.A. and this was like the first time I was like, I have free time. What do I do with myself? And I'm like, oh, Crazy Rich Asians. I have to be 100% completely honest. I thought that story, I didn't see it as an Asian story. I thought it was a beautiful love story. I thought it was a funny love story. Like, I didn't look at it from the scope of, wow, look at all these Asian people all together in this one film. And I was like, TM Hollywood, are you that, like... Are you, are you that myopic? Like, you don't, you can't think that, like, people will enjoy, just because I'm not Asian doesn't mean I didn't enjoy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the like, same way we've watched, you know, 300,000 white, white movies. films, exactly. And it's like, oh my God, I love Titanic. And oh my God, I, I love, you know, Bette Midler and her homegirl. What was it? Beaches? Beaches? Yeah, oh, that's an please. amazing don't movie. Get me you are the wind beneath my wings, It could have been two black friends, and I would have still felt the same way about the movie, or, or it could have been two Latinas, you yes. know? Or it could have been, you know, a Latina family and Mermaids with Cher and, and yeah. Christina Ricci, and I those are all movies that I loved and, and as a little girl I, I admired but we can change the color of the skin on the people and I, I think we've gotten to a progressive state that now I don't think a white audience is not gonna go see a movie because the characters in it don't resonate with them. I thought it was excellent. I was boohooing on the plane when, like, when he looked at her and he's up. Oh my god! And they whispered, "I love you." I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this movie is just so incredible. And that's when I sat there and I thought about it, and I was just like, "I can't believe it's taken this long, but it's happened." Yeah, like thank black, God it did. You have Black Panther. It's an amazing action movie. Dude, don't period. get me started on Black like, Panther. Period. Don't like, get me started. Michael B. Jordan. Movie. Don't get me started. I don't want there to be rumors you guys can go ahead and start rumors about me with Michael B. Jordan that's okay (laughs) but like I Black Panther I said to my husband I want to go see that in the theaters I want to support it like I wanted to support it not because it was like an all-black cast because like I think a lot of people did do that for that reason I wanted to be there because of the story and the moment amazing it was such a good film but I also got to thinking about you know when I graduated from Arizona State much like a lot of people I was starry-eyed and I wanted to move to Los Angeles and I got myself an agent oh yeah you didn't know this I didn't know this girl please Uh, my parents I had to lie to them. I did, and I'm. I feel horrible. I told them that I uh, got into acting school, which I did. I did get into acting school, and they were giving me money. And instead of going to school, I was using a coach, and I was using the money to like live, and I was waitressing. So yeah, it's not one of my finer. How moments. long were you there? Three years. Wow, that's a long time. Three years. And? So this is the thing that I will tell you about Hollywood. Um, so I had an agent, and I would go and audition. And I was auditioning against people like Rosario Dawson. I would see, You would see these people in the waiting room. They would be coming out. You would be going in. Um, and I just remember going in one time, and I was reading for a part. And they were like, okay, 
the part was for a gang girl, you know, because Latinas can't be anything but that at that time. Was in it the a early chola? 2000s. Yeah, it was a chola. Okay. And um, so I go in and I give the read and they're like, okay, great. Wow. Where are you from? And I said, oh, I said, well, I'm, you know, born and raised. In it. But they're like, but, but where are you from? And I said, oh, well, my parents are Nicaraguan. I said, but I was born and raised in the U.S. They're like, I mean, it's like, but your English is so good. And I sat there for a second and I was like, this is who I'm auditioning in front of. You know what I mean? So it was almost like, wow, you guys just don't get it. It was like they were shocked that I was an educated, well-spoken young woman. And Mm -hmm. I remember leaving that audition and thinking to myself, it's time. Like, it's time to get out. Like, this is the time to leave now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew that, like, the things that I was going for, you know, I didn't want to be a prostitute in a film. I didn't want to be a gang member. I didn't know. And that really. You didn't want to be a maid. That was, didn't want to be a maid. But then look at J-Lo, Made in Manhattan. Well, Made in Manhattan was such a, like, Cinderella story. But it was such a great story. But, but, like, these were bit parts. I'm not going up for the same parts as J-Lo, you know. I mean, this is when I was just starting Mm -hmm. out. So I just love the fact that now we can open up this, like, you know, idea of minorities being the majority you know because I think that that's starting to happen yeah but it also comes with us supporting yeah supporting these movies absolutely every single time these movies come out and, and demanding you know more content that's relevant for us you Do, know yeah I wanted to see Roma it's one of the Oscar nominated films and I unfortunately haven't had the chance to see it yet listen but... didn't SAG start sending you every single yes, movie in the world yes and I said to my husband Jesus we have Christ. a date upstairs we're gonna see because we have one DVD player in the house like you I'm, know I, I don't even have a DVD player anymore I got go buy one yeah so I said to him I was like I really want to see this but the joy that I got on Oscar morning seeing uh Yalitza Aparicio she is the first indigenous woman to ever be nominated for an Oscar and I and I say this sincerely I got so emotional just thinking there are a number of young women who look like her who connect with her mm-hmm. that want to be like her and now they get their representation and I'm just I'm so thrilled about it and representation matters it and, does you know some I don't know sometimes I talk about the the um, modern family mm-hmm. and I don't know. I've never really been able to connect to Sofia Vergara's character. Oh, for for oh, Modern Family, the show. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Modern Families in general. Oh, yeah. Well, um, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's very stereotypical. Okay. You know. I just want to make sure I'm not the only one that feels this way. It's a, but you know what? I will say, I do believe it's stereotypical, and she plays it up, and I do give her credit for that because I think she really is an incredible actress. But the thing that means more to me than that is that she's getting paid. She is making moves for Latino women in Hollywood to get paid. She's one of the highest paid uh, sitcom actresses, you know. So, I mean, you look at her and you post her up next to the Big Bang Theory girls and she's making waves for the next generation. So, you know, it's like, yeah, she's kind of taking one for the team. I've watched like a few episodes and I'm like, I can't. This you can't is, get this, down with th- it? Nah, this is just not me. These are not the Hispanic women I know. Yeah. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, but and that's not how we're talking. And I love Sofia Vergara. Don't get me wrong. And I'm glad she's making all this money. And every year she's like the most high paid daytime sitcom right, yeah. actress in the world. But that's not representing me. But, you know, no, that's fair. I do think that it has to start somewhere, though. And if it's going to start somewhere with her, like, mm-hmm. by all means. And by the way, she has grinded since she was like a teenager. Listen, I've been seeing you this back girl yeah. forever. She used to be in like a Bally's ad or something like that when she was blonde. <laughs> I remember seeing her with like boxing she's gloves. And I was like, dude, she is so hot. 
hot. I was she, like, oh, she is gorgeous. I got to get to a gym. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go to the salon and let's read. And I'm sorry, guys. I know we're all over the place today, but um, it's it's all good. You guys will follow. But they like it all. Okay, well, let's give it to them. Take us to the salon, Okay, I got you. So it says, hola, ladies. I'm devastated to say the least. My boyfriend of three years just told me he isn't into Valentine's Day anymore. What does this actually even mean? He said he doesn't feel like we need to celebrate our relationship on a made-up holiday. How can you not be in on the most romantic holiday of the year? Is this bullshit? Should I push him to explain more? I feel selfish, but, like, mama needs some loving, too. Sincerely, Rita. Oh, Rita, where are we going to go with this one? Do you want me to go first? You go first. No, you go. Rita, calm down. It's it's (laughs) not that deep. Listen, I feel like this is most men. Most men are not going to be, like, deep into Valentine's Day. Right. If you're being treated good all days of the year, the relationship is good, if it's spicy, you go out to eat, you get flowers. Valentine's Day is just another day. It is a man-made holiday. Right. It's a Hallmark holiday. It, it really yeah. is. So it's like, don't push him. Now, if he was like not into Christmas, I would be like, you heathen, you need to leave my life. Christmas is important. But Valentine's Day, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. You, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? He don't care for none, nothing. I'm really? the only one. I'll have to make the plans and the reservations. He's He calls it a man-made holiday. He's yeah. like, this is how the man takes my money. And then the flowers the are man. expensive. And then the chocolates are expensive. And, yeah. you know, no, he's like, I do it for you, not because I want to do it. We don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I feel like, Rita, I feel so bad. I, I so very badly want to be in your corner. But, like, here's the thing. I do think that if it does mean something to you, then definitely talk to him about it and say, look, it doesn't even have to be, like, dinner. Maybe if it's us just going out and doing something together that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think a lot of people place, like, this monetary value on, on Valentine's Day that's so unimportant. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just letting him know, like, when you come home that night, can we take a bubble bath? together can we like you know what kind of tub she got because i'm big i only fit there by myself honey you could come over to my house i can fit you you, noonie the kids me we'll all wear bathing suits don't worry (laughs) nothing coming out (laughs) but but like but yeah i'm just saying like you know let them know that it means something to you because just because it doesn't matter to us doesn't mean that it shouldn't matter to you that's true you know if it's important to her i guess um maybe you can make it something that he likes Right. Well, and that's something, too, that I was going to say. It's like, you know, sometimes and I and I hate to use this word, but I'm really at a loss for words right now. But it's like sometimes you almost need to show people how to treat you. You know, I don't want to say train, but you you almost have to let him know, no, you know what? This is important to me. And as much as you don't love the holiday, can you please just kind of make the sacrifice for me or, you know. But then it feels kind of wet, Carolina. Like forced? Yeah. It's just like this man over here looking like a whole um, weekend at Bernie's puppet across from me. Mad as hell. Oh, my God. He don't want to be here. I don't want it like that. I don't want it like that. You want him to be into it as much as you are. Yeah. But I feel like... Maybe get him a threesome for Valentine's. He'll always love Valentine's if that's what y'all doing. And then this is where we get a detour right now. She's talking about (laughs) threesomes. She can't even get her boyfriend to like... No, so Rita, I feel bad, honey. I want to help you solve your problem, but like, I just feel like... A lot of people don't look at it the same way that you do, and I think you need to communicate it to him, and hopefully you guys can come to, like, a happy medium. Maybe you guys go to a movie. But don't be going out on Valentine's Day. They raise the prices. I'm telling I'm you I'm going this. out on Valentine's Day. It is honestly, like, I'm just telling you, being in the in the restaurant industry for a yeah. long time as a server, they come up with this prefix menu. All that shit's back there. It's already plated. You're just getting warmed up food. Good God, You Carolina. know? Like, I'm just keeping it real. tickets already. No. I- <laughs> but, like, a lot of 
of people want to get out and they want to get dressed up and then uh, it feels good it, it feels, does it, it feel good, good and i get it so you know don't take our advice talk to your man about it and see how he feels don't push him more to explain it's already explained most men don't believe in valentine's day he don't love it well you know what we love you guys and if you can email us if you have a question for the salon by the way we don't promise we'll give you an answer but you can always email us of course you can it's life in spanglish podcast at gmail.com and follow us on socials it's li spanglish on twitter instagram find us on facebook too and like us and then find us on itunes and give us five stars that's because, right you know we need that good rating and um make sure you uh follow the podcast so when these episodes drop you get a notification right away absolutely thank you guys so much for the love and support we appreciate you more than you know love ya without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done see new things try new things go back centuries while living in the moment forge new paths while discovering old ones pedal paddle and paint while trekking tasting and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind your heart and your body on a river cruise exclusively from avalon waterways save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com avalon is cruising Elevated. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love and Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.